everybody. Uh, my name is Mason War. I'm Zach Bassett. And this is the very first episode of Compounding Interest. Uh, this is something, I guess, new for both of us. And it's actually Compound Interests. No, but yeah, it's a little bit hard to say. Yeah, not compounding interest. Compound interest. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so compound interest. <laughs> Let's try this yeah. all over again. Yeah, so uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so we wanted to give a little bit of background about what the, the goal of this podcast is. And um, I, I, I think we have quite a few different things we want to touch on. Um, but for us, honestly, we just, we, we recognize that there's um, a market that's, that's not being uh, hit very well. Um, a lot of people, there's lots of business podcasts and there's lots of uh, finance podcasts, but combining the two, I, I, I don't know if there's many that, that do that very well or consistently. And um, so we, it, Zach has been talking about this for years, Compound yep. Interest Podcast, that it's something that is, um, you know, a, something that he sees as incredibly value, valuable for people. And uh, just to kind of give us, give you guys a little bit of background about us, so we own and run uh, the uh, COS accounting um, uh, business, and a lot of people call it cost accounting, uh, and COS. And maybe just tell them, like, uh, COS, like, what, it, what is it? What does it stand for? What, like, what was your idea? Perfect. Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. So COS accounting, you know, is, it's not cost, but if you want to call it that, that's fine. Um, but we call it COS accounting. That stands for Circle of Systems. So the whole idea is the, the synergies behind a circle, right? And, and how, it, how one, one part goes to the next and it's round and round. And that's how I kind of just envision my business is that each thing flows into the next. So it's not so much of a box or something different where there's stops and curves, it's all flowing. So that, that was kind of my thought and in, in just the whole idea behind the name circle of synergies. We want um, each thing that we do, each process that we do to flow quickly and, and comfortably and is honestly perfectly into the next process in the line or business even. So the idea is that the, there's gonna be multiple businesses that will create great value for each client. So maybe right now we have COS accounting where we're helping people to do all sorts of amazing things from bookkeeping um, to payroll to taxes. You know, we focus heavily on the 1099 contractor. So there's a lot of things that these young 1099 contractors need. And as we see those needs, we want to create synergies um, for the client. And in one way we've done that is to add in Fortress Financial um, which does, which does, you know, anything retirement planning related, or we we have a bunch of money in brokerage accounts. Uh, we'll explain more about these things later, but you know, we do anything from insurance to to you know, life insurance, car insurance to retirement planning with Fortress, and that flows perfectly with the with the tax strategy type stuff because many of the the retirement plans actually come with a tax benefit, right? right. So that those two flow perfectly. Then we look for the next thing that's gonna flow. We found that a lot of um, these young door-to-door -door guys or any business owners oftentimes need lawyers. And so we've, we've tracked down and through trial and error, 
found the best lawyers that we can for each thing. You know, you need a different lawyer for a contract than you need for if you're getting an audit by the IRS. Mm -hmm. You don't want to use the same lawyer for everything. And I think you've used the term like a do-all yeah. do attorney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that going to a do-all attorney is, gonna, is just not giving you the best outcome. So by having this different attorneys in different areas, it helps you to helps us to syner synergize those things between one need to the next. Yeah. So we'll go from there. I know we have plenty of other ideas to, to go into the circle, you know, with the biggest ideas being like, oh, we'd love to have a bank that could help lend to people. Yeah. Um, what are some of the other well, things? Well, I, we, I think what we've seen is like a lot, and this is kind of where the idea came from, was um, a guy like Deloy Hansen who yeah. uh, owned Rail Salt Lake. I think he sold it by now. But what he did was he monopolized on multiple different businesses that all connected. And so, for example, if he bought a building, he would realize, wait, I'm spending a lot of money in, um, in uh, window cleaning. So he would start a window cleaning business as part of his, you know, his other businesses. And he would save on taxes for his building and for his window cleaning business. And then he'd say, hey, I need a gym for my building. And he'd start a gym, a full business. And he'll buy all the equipment, save on taxes that way. And he started monopolizing on every service that he needed, including collections and including, and now he owns like the second largest garbage or uh, um, waste, waste management. management company in California or something. So yeah. the, what I, I think we're just trying to model it after other people that have done it. Yeah. I think the, the tough thing is getting your name out there and, and uh, getting started. And I think that's something that was... Uh, hard for us from really, I mean, when you look back at where we've come from and what we've done, and we've done, you know, basically everything. So yeah. <laughs> at this point, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we've done whatever it takes to, to reach our goals. You know, uh, I think we'll go into a lot of more depth onto what our goals are. But first off, I kind of want to, I want to get, I want each client that actually cares enough to watch these videos to understand who we are to understand where we come from, and I want you to trust us. That's like number one, is trust. If you trust us, if you trust me, I am going to be able to coach you to become a multimillionaire 10 times, 10,000 times better than if you don't trust me or don't know me. So this gives you that chance to learn about who we are and to build that trust in us so that I can make you a multimillionaire, so we can do that for you. Uh, that's the number one goal. I want to make my clients rich. And in turn, I want, I want to hopefully become rich in the process myself. But um, the last thing I want to do is to become wealthy by you know, taking advantage of a, a small amount of people and just getting the most of, that I can out of each person. I want, to, I want to do this for thousands, tens of thousands of people and so that's what the podcast is for. I can reach tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands or millions of people through this medium. Whereas before, you know, I might have been reaching a hundreds or maybe thousands mm -hmm. and uh, just found that that is no way to scale. You can't. And it is, you know, it's selfish for me or any of my clients to think that I should be just one on one with them with a group of maybe a hundred guys. I can do the exact same thing for you plus more if I'm doing things through this podcast and through the videos that we release um, through our upcoming app mm -hmm. um, or through through YouTube. But first thing, uh, I, I kind of want to 
ask Mason, Mason, what do you, what was it that really got you going with us? First off, give us, give me your background and then, uh, and then go from there into when I first met up with you and asked you to, to join with me. Yeah, I guess when, when I talk about uh, my background, I go, I go back to around the time I was in college. And uh, during that time I started, I, uh, I, I, had, I had a friend who did door-to-door. Um, -door. And uh, there's so many people who have done some, some form of door-to-door -door sales. And obviously you've heard about people that, you know, billionaires who have done this sort of thing. And for me, I just saw it as an opportunity for me to make some money while I was in college. Uh, my my friend went out and he he you know made like I think it was like ninety thousand his first summer. And so obviously I'm coming in thinking, wow, that's amazing. I want to I want to was that Chase? Yeah, that's Chase Williams. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I he and I were were buddies, and and he uh, said you should come out with us this next year. I went out and and sold, and that was in two thousand and eight. And at the end of that summer, I ended up getting married. Um, and then we, uh, I, I graduated. So 2009, I was, I was done, and I went on to, uh, I worked for a high-tech company, Adobe, and I worked there for uh, almost four years, and it was, it was a good experience. I think I learned a lot, but I think I realized quite a few things about my person and, and who I wanted to become and what I wanted to do, and I realized that working for somebody else is something that was really difficult for me. I needed to be able to determine, you know, how hard or, you know, how successful or unsuccessful I was going to be. Um, and then I went to, uh, I decided to leave, which was a really hard decision because I was leaving benefits. I had kids. I, you know, this was something yeah. that was, the risk for me was hoping that something would work out. And I, I guess, you know, the, 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 well, when I look back, I think, okay, the risk was staying and um, wishing and hoping something would work out. Yep. And I decided I'm gonna take the bull by the horns. I actually uh, got a job with um, a commercial real estate company up in Salt Lake City. Um, and uh, I was gonna work there. But in order to do that, you need agents, or sorry, you need clients and you need listings. And I had neither. And so I contacted Chase again and I said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm leaving Adobe, and this was 2013, like June. And I said, uh, can I come and work for you? And he said, yeah, come out and work. And I sold pest control for, uh, for two months, um, July, part of July, part of August, and part of, or all of August, and then part of September. And in that, like two months, I earned more in that two months than I did, I would have in a full year at, uh, at Adobe. That's and crazy. for me, that was, okay, that was mind blowing. And yeah. that's kind of how you got involved, and uh, it was actually through your brother that I contacted because he had messaged me and said he does taxes. And and you like, guys went on your mission together. Yeah, we did. Right? Yeah, um, yeah, we served in, in Peru with Chase Williams, actually, yeah, so all three of crazy. us. Um, so uh, Jake and I started talking, and because um, and, I had no idea what it meant to go 1099 when you were coming from W-2. Yeah. And so I contacted him, and I'm like, hey, I don't, I don't even know what this means. And he goes, okay, perfect. We're going to set up an LLC for you, and we're going to tax it as an S corporation. And at the time, that meant nothing to me because it was all yeah. you know tax jargon. It, mm -hmm. it didn't make sense to me. So, okay, great. I trust you. Go ahead and do your thing. Yeah. Um, and that's around that time, after that summer, that's when Jake decided to open up that branch in Provo. That's when you got involved, and that was like 2014, 2015. Late 2014. Late yeah. 2014. And then by then, you and I, I started going over there quite a bit, either to see yeah. Jake or you and I became friends. 
And I, I stayed selling pest control and it wasn't the plan. I was actually going to go do commercial real estate. And then I talked to Chase and he said, well, why don't you just stay, become a team leader here? And we looked at the difference and the average real estate agent at the time was making like $80,000. And I'm like, that, that's good. That's like 50,000 more, to be honest, than I was making at Adobe, yeah. which is pretty depressing that's when crazy. I think about it. I was making yeah. like $30,000. So, um, it's just hard. It's hard to even like, I'm like, what in the world? Why would I even accept that? <laughs> like, it's so low, especially when you come out, you know, having a four year degree and you, you have all these ambitions and you're yeah. thinking that, you know, the sky's the limit and you are limited for like three <laughs> yeah. and a half years. I was stuck at the same rate basically. And, um, so, uh, I, I, we looked at the commercial real estate agent versus a team leader selling, um, doing door to door summer sales. And, um, I, I, I said, oh, man, if I can recruit a team and if I can go out and sell, um, then I could, I could do really well. And I ended up, I think that next year I made like 136,000 or something. So yeah. it was like almost four times what I was making at Adobe. Yeah. And for me, that was like, that's when I had a paradigm shift and I recognized I could do anything. I could, I could, I could sell anything. This could be anything that I could do. And, uh, and I did that for years and I put together teams and, you know, worked in this. And then I, for some reason, and you know, maybe it was my effort or lack thereof, or, uh, you know, I don't know what it was, but for some reason I was spinning my wheels every single year. So for those who don't know, like, you, you sell door to door typically, the average time is like between May and August. And uh, you're going out and hitting thousands of doors. And I think if I look at it, I've, I've cold contacted like 100,000 people in all the years that I did it. And, uh, and the goal is that the next year you come back, you recruit even more of these sales reps, you lead a team, and then you, now you have two teams and it grows to four teams and you have all these reps coming back. Well, for some reason, it, it didn't work out for me. I had like six of my team yeah. leaders go that on to medical brutal. school or dental school or PA school or get an MBA. Or get and, stolen by another Yeah, or they go to another company, company or whatever it was. And so that's where it got, you know, really, uh, it got challenging for me because I was spinning my wheels every year. And at that point, I had three kids and we just had a baby and... You know, I felt so bad for my poor wife. She's moving all over the country, yeah. you know, from Baltimore to Portland to L.A. to Houston to, I mean, everywhere. And uh, and it was about that time, actually, so the summer, like 2018, that summer, I was fully invested in flipping homes. That's really mm -hmm. what I wanted to do. Yeah. I wanted to go that direction. And I was taking a lot of time um, learning everything I could about flipping. I was, I was actually going to doors, knocking on... <laughs> people that were losing their homes because they were getting notice of defaults they couldn't pay their bills and I was trying to save them from losing their home yeah. saying I will buy your home and uh, I'll buy you out of your equity you can go free you won't lose it in bankruptcy let me help you which is a cool strategy yeah which we'll talk we'll about at some point I'll teach everybody how to do that so yeah. but that was it was um, I, I again I wasn't getting the traction that I wanted or that you know I thought I could get and um, and and you, you went to Renatus too. Yeah, so I to, worked. Yeah. yeah, so I joined an investment group called Renatus. They're incredible. Um, it's expensive, but I mean, worth every penny in yeah. my opinion. You went all in. You went all in. Yeah, I was. I was totally in. And uh, in fact, I was stepping more and more away from recruiting and being a door-to-door -door salesman. And it was around that time 
that I had three homes. One of them was really struggling. One was on the market. And I didn't even know, I actually picked one up for just like 1500 bucks. I picked up a home in Vernal, Utah for like $1,500. <laughs> and uh, um, it was uh, it, like, you would think that that would turn out really well. Well, I could not find a buyer for the life of me. Like yeah. I tried everything that I could think of to get a buyer and I couldn't. And uh, I, was, I was having a rough time. And it was paying all the mortgages. Yeah, like yeah. figuring all that stuff out. We had hard money lenders and we had, you know, a few other resources. But like figuring these things out it, uh, became really complicated. And I might have gone gotten a little over my head mm-hmm. um, in terms of what I thought versus what, you know, what, you know, I, I don't know. What turned out. Yeah, yeah. What, what actually turned out. So, mm-hmm. and it was like right around that time that uh, you contacted me. And... Um, if you had told me, I mean, right now we're 2020 um, in October, but if you had told me in even March or April of 2019 that you and I would be running an accounting firm, I would have been like, yeah, why? Yeah. Why would I? Why would I own an accounting firm? I'm not an accountant. That's not. Yeah. That's not something that I do. And uh, so that's a little bit about my history before. I guess we'll we'll probably get into like a bunch of COS and how we got started and the struggles and you know just in terms of running a business. But that's like. That that's my history, like coming from sales and corporate. Yeah. And, um, I was in HR at Adobe. You know, I, I was coming from something completely different than than the traditional accountant. Yeah. And so that was uh, yeah. So that's yeah. kind of my background. So. Cool. I'll give a little of my background, yeah. and and then we'll cut from there and to to right where you left off, okay. kind of and going forward. So yeah, I. Obviously, I'm the accountant. You know, he's he has did, didn't do any accounting before um, linking up with me. Still hasn't done any I accounting. Haven't, I haven't processed a single. Yeah, thing. that's not the so, reason for Mason. Um, I pay people to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, but yeah, I started out. You know, going to school Utah State. I got uh, my four-year degree in accounting, and then I I decided to give door-to-door a try. Um, it turns out that was a, a great idea in some ways, but for me, I was, I get nervous just being on this podcast and I've been, I mean, I've been doing stuff like this in front of people, crowds of 30, you know, I've been in front of a crowd of 30, probably, I don't know, four or 500 times. And then I've been in front of crowds of a thousand before, and I still get nervous. Even if it's a crowd of five people, I get nervous and I, I have a true fear of speaking in front of people, whether it's through a camera mm-hmm. or being in person. So I, I, I like to tell that story just to so people know, so that you can go, okay, yeah, that's why he's, you know, he looks nervous. It's that's why I he's am. so weird. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's being so weird. Yeah. But over time, I think I'll get more and more used to it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So if I'm nervous, give me a break. But uh, but yeah. So I was at school. Um, I, I went off to do door to, to do door to door. I went with like uh, Derek Bowen, uh, Casey Baugh, those guys. That, um, at the time, it was with Atlas, and um, you know we were selling Dish Network and Direct TV. It was one of the easiest sells in the history of door to door, but for me, it was one of the hardest. Oh yeah, Luke and Mark Toon were also there. I ought to mention them. But uh, yeah, I spent that summer trying to get over my horrendous fear of talking in front of people. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, it didn't work. I, I bageled, as they say, 
for the first. Which means you got zero. Yeah. Like so you I got didn't get zero any sales, sales. Yeah. for at least the first 30 days. And then I started catching on. I would get a sell. But it, it took so much out of me and my nerves that I, I started just selling until I could get one sell. Which you guys know that's no way to be a salesman. You need to give it your all and go all day. So yeah, it ended up that I only made 10000 or so that summer. But uh, the bad thing about that summer is that the company went out of business. So I ended up not getting my back end check. Uh, none of Which the guys did. Which is a commission did. check later, yeah. usually later in the fall or in the winter. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep, your biggest check. But uh, yeah, none of the none of the reps did. So it ended up not being a big deal that I didn't do that great. Uh, they gave us a chance to sign on with Apex, and if we would have signed, then they would have covered our back ends. That's why Casey Baugh and Luke Mark Toon and those guys went on to do really well as they took that deal. Um, I didn't. Sometimes I wish I would have to see if I would have had careers like they did. But, uh, you know, I love the career I've had and I love where I'm at. But from there, that gave me so much of a just so it gave me so much because I could then talk to people. You know, I couldn't talk to a cute girl like trust me. I didn't have a girlfriend like up until that point. <laughs> so I couldn't talk to I couldn't <laughs> talk to a cute girl. I couldn't talk to guys. I was just awkward. So uh, it really helped me to be able to get out of my shell. And without that summer, there's no way I'd be where I am today. So that was I'm very grateful for that summer. But yeah, I moved on from there, went back home, and uh, which is home is home where? is in uh, is. Is, was Providence, Utah at the okay. time, and living with my mom and dad. And then uh, I decided I was going to go to school in Ogden. So I moved out to Ogden and got a job at Chuckarama and started getting my master's in taxation. And uh, that's where I met my wife, Katie. Uh, the best thing that ever happened to me was meeting her. Um, you know, obviously, you know, for me, you know me, mm -hmm. yeah. I, need, I needed her. She's done so much for me and still does so much for me to this day. And I uh, appreciate her, want to give her a shout out. Katie, you know, I love you. I appreciate you more than anything. Uh, so thankful for you and everything you do for our family. Uh, to make it so I can do stuff like this, it's an incredible blessing. And I'm just super grateful for you. Um, so yeah, I, I got my master's degree. My wife gave me that ability to believe in myself. And before, once she believed in me, I was like, you know what? I'm going for it. I'm, I'm going to do everything that I ever dreamed of. And uh, so I did. I started my own tax firm the same year I was going to school and working at Chuckarama. So I was doing 40-hour weeks at Chuckarama, all 40 hours on, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then I'd go to school Monday through Friday and work on building my business every day of the week. And how many... How many clients would you say like you were able to acquire when you're starting your own? Um, to be 100% honest, I think I topped out at like 55. Okay. And it was a fit between 50 and 60. Yeah. Um, before my brother, when I, I had got my first master's degree in taxation, and then I uh, went on to get my um, MBA, master's in business administration. And I still have to, the only thing I have to finish is the um, What's the final class the called? The capstone. Yeah, the capstone yeah. class. And at the time, they didn't offer it online. So I'm going to finish that up, but um, virtually have the two master's degrees. And 
uh, that's when my brother, Jake uh, Bassett, he decided that, you know, we were both going after the same clients. We both knew that like door-to-door -door had no, no skilled accountants in yeah. it. I mean, there were very few. Right. And the ones that were skilled were incredibly expensive, charging two to $3,000 a year to do the strategy that we knew we could do for in the five to $600 range at the time. Because, the, because of the volume that you could get, yeah. if you could create a system that could produce yep. these really quickly, yep. um, either doing the, the taxes or doing the LLC and S-Corp creation or whatever it was yep. like that. Exactly, yeah. yep. Creating a synergy by specializing in, in one area. We were gonna thing, do door-to-door yeah. -door only. Uh, that was kind of our, our whole theme or idea was door-to-door -door only, but we would help other people and do other things. But we had one, we, we wanted one office that was dedicated to door-to-door -door guys. Um, and that's direct salesmen as well. If you do pyramid scheme, yeah. not schemes, pyramid companies or, <laughs> you know, you work for companies like scheme, that. Yeah. yeah, then we would help people like that as well or anyone on a 1099 for that matter. Uh, but our main focus was door-to-door -door and we, uh, he, he gave me an offer. He said, look, I'll make you a 45% owner in this office in Provo if you come and run that office. And, uh, um, you know, he, he was on board with the idea to do door-to-door -door mm -hmm. only for that office, which um, was awesome. That's what I wanted to do. And it got me straight to where I needed to, I wanted to be about two years quicker than it would have taken me if I just went ahead and did it yeah. on my own. So I said, heck yeah. Plus it's my brother, mm -hmm. you know, he was my best friend. And so we were on cloud nine, started building a company together. Which is so exciting, Yeah, so fun. It's when you see funnest. something that you've built, like get to the point where you're seeing, you know, up to thousands of dollars a day coming in and you're just like, this is so exciting. I can employ all these people. We have a successful business. Yep. Like, I don't think there's there's things yep. that are more exciting than that yep. when you there's build something. nobody holding you It's your you baby. Back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, the skies are the limit right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can dream as much as you want to dream right. at that point. And especially when the money's rolling in and the clients are rolling in, that feeling is, you know, exacerbated. It's a, it's a, it's awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, we we uh, we decided to really hone in, and we 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 ended up getting a Mason ended up coming in and and getting us a agreement with Aptiv to be their preferred vendor. So that was huge. Aptiv's like, um, as far as I know, the biggest door-to-door -door pest control company. Um, sales company in the U.S. So we were we were on cloud nine, and we went from there. We used the strategy that we're going to talk about in our videos for doing LLC S corporations, mm -hmm. and then uh, over the next few years, you know, we added in Fortress Financial, and um, yeah. We, so everything's starting to grow. Yeah, we just started expanding things, and we expanded the office space. We remodeled it. Yeah, you know, I I was the manager doing. You know, I'd say 90% of everything going on out there in Provo, Jake, my brother, was running JB Logan, and it was this perfect synergy between him like and... Like traditional accounting. Yeah, him and I. Yeah. If I got a client that was a partnership, that was confusing, I could send him to Jake. And if he got a door-to-door -door guy, he'd send him to me. Yeah. So, you know, he, of course, it was beneficial to him. He owned 55% of the firm, so he'd send him and help me grow, and... I was thankful to him, so I'd send him clients to Logan and helped him grow significantly 
just from the stuff I referred to him. Because I think being in, in uh, Utah Valley just gave me a, an advantage when it came to that. A lot right. more people, so I was getting many more clients and really helped him to grow. Logan, um, you know, helped him double it at least. And then in Provo, we were just growing. I grew it from 40 clients when I first started to 28 clients when I was um, finally, you know, uh, able to leave the company. Wait, 20, 40 to 28 clients? 2,800, oh. sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my bad. So 40, to, 40 clients to 2,800 clients. So all, all the 1099 clients doing the LLC S-Corp strategy. So it's a really good amount of revenue per client. And we have just figured a really cool system out and just started adding those extra services. Mm. It was at the most exciting time ever, really, when uh, you know things between me and my brother broke down and we decided that we were gonna cut, cut ties, go our own separate ways. And you know he let me out of a non-compete and we ended up starting a business together, yeah. which is COS. I think what's, what's interesting about our whole beginning and situation is that we didn't even start as an accounting firm. We were actually that marketing yeah. company. And that's what we wanted and to do. Exactly, because yeah. we were like, oh, we can market not only for them, but we can also be a marketing company for, we could you know, sell clients to a financial firm. So yeah. we could do all sorts of things here. And um, that's where, for me, like it was one of those like, who moved my cheese moments where all of a sudden, like everything changed and we need to, to redirect yeah. And I remember when we realized that all of a sudden we had 600 clients like day one yeah. and we're like, oh boy, like how do, like we have to do quarterlies now. We need more people. We need an office. We need the tax we software. We need money. We're $80,000 <laughs> in debt yeah. each. Oh my gosh. We're so in debt. No money has yeah. came in. Um, our poor wives. Our wives are crying. We've, we're crying. We're trying to figure out what's going <laughs> on. How do we make on. payroll? December was the worst month in history. I think we made like a couple thousand dollars and yeah. that's it. Yeah, and, it was very, uh, very tough. Mm -hmm. And I did not want to start my own tax firm. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, yeah, you were so resistant. Yeah, I, I mean, that's not what I, I already did it once. Yeah. And, and I didn't want to do it again. I wanted something else, something special I could do with Mason. But it is my passion to save guys money, save people money on taxes. So, and it's what I'm best at. So it's kind of doing myself and people a disservice yeah. by not continuing to do that. So, once we were able to start our own firm and once we kind of got past the first few annoying steps, it was, it, I was on cloud nine again with a new partner that was, you know, it was become my best friend and somebody I can trust with anything, you know, just like you would trust, you know, your best friend, your brother, yeah. your dad, this is, he's, he's that for me. He's my brother. He's my best friend. Thanks man. Yeah. And I will always trust him and he can tell you, the level of which I've trusted him. I've put every last bit of trust into him that's possible because I believe that's what you have to do if you want a true partnership that can grow and become something that's extremely special. I think uh, I, uh, Zach and I are really similar in some things, but we're also really different. And that when you have a partner who is so different in many ways, uh, sometimes it can be a good thing, but there are other times where you can clash. And I don't think we've had, I mean, knock on wood, right? I don't think yeah. we've had an argument mm -hmm. since before we started the, the firm. Yeah. And um, I, I think uh, 
And Even with all the problems we've yeah, had. Yeah, with all the issues that we've had. And maybe it's because in our minds there was somebody else to be upset about. Yeah. Um, and that would help us come together. Yeah. Um, but I think both, both of us have been reasonable enough with each other to understand, hey, I'm really passionate about this thing, or I really need this, or yeah. this is, I, I need a couple days off, like, I for me, I'm like, I, yeah, yeah, I need money. I need, yeah. uh, I need to, I need to be there for my spouse and for yeah. my kids, and I need to have a regular schedule. Yeah. And if you're, you're expecting me to come in and work, you know, my, uh, my butt off, and 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 I, I do, I think, but yeah. in terms of working uh, hours yeah. beyond, you know, regular yeah, job. Yeah, you had your set of what you wanted to do, and I respect that. You know, I work the, I work Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. until one or two in the morning. He does the Monday through Friday, nine to five. There, neither one is better. Yeah. Um, one is just me. One is him. Um, you know, uh, I'm diehard for this company and would die for it. And I feel he's the exact same way. But it doesn't mean he's got to be sleeping at the office like I do. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we both give it yeah. our all, and we see those differences, and we respect each other. That's what a partnership is. I respect his beliefs, his views. And, you know, I actually want to get to be more and more like him. I'm starting to try and model my life around a lot of the things he does, including not working nine to five. You yeah. know, I want, I want my family down here in Provo. I want to be able to go home to him every night. Those things, um, seeing that balance and what it can do for you in your life and in business has been a very important uh, lesson for me to learn that maybe I didn't learn before at JB when I was just trying to give my life to the firm to show my brother my appreciation of what I could do for him. Yeah. Like, you know, I need to, I need to get past that and, and realize that it's my, my wife and my son that I need to show that to. And uh, he's really helped me to yeah. see that stuff outside of work, personal stuff, um, that he's just really helped me out. And I appreciate it yeah, for it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, one question I have. So, taxes. They're not sexy. It's not something that is, uh, in fact, most people hate taxes. Nobody knows how to do it, right, typically. Yeah. Um, you know, there's programs that exist, TurboTax, things like that. Why, why did you choose taxes? Out of all the things that you could have yeah. gone into, venture capital and these things that yeah. are, that, you know, people are making Fun. millionaires. Yeah. yeah, they're, you know, multimillionaires yeah. doing that sort of thing or big-time real estate investing. Like, yeah. why, why start with taxes? So, perfect question because... I didn't want to start with taxes. I wanted to start doing, you know, big real estate deals and um, doing financial planning and retirement um, planning. But, you know, the books I had read uh, really made it the way I wanted to, the way I wanted to do my financial company was the way that we are now doing Fortress Financial, which means that, um, that it, which means that we aren't taking massive amounts of money from each client like if you go to edward jones or northwestern mutual or something like that you have to have a minimum amount of money to go into mm, the account um, to, to be able to put into etfs only etfs um, are funds that charge a much lower rate maybe 0.15 percent um, is their rate that they charge to have have money in their fund whereas a mutual fund might charge anywhere from two to eight percent and these bigger firms will make you put your money in mutual funds uh, and, and all they have to do is tell you, we charge a 1.5% fee, that's it. 
but in the prospectus, they have to lay out where they get kickbacks from funds. Hmm. So the mutual funds give kickbacks. Interesting. So they end up taking a much higher rate than what they're saying they're taking, and it ends up taking from the client, and over time, that comp the, the money Compounds. they're taking from them. Compound interest. Exactly, that's Nailed the it. idea of Connected it all. compounding interest. It, it um, for compound interest, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, whatever it is, compounding interest, uh -huh. compound interest. Well, it that was the whole idea. I wanted people to be able to grow to 50 and 100 million dollars. If you're taking an extra two to three percent out of somebody's account, it's going to cut someone's account that would have been a hundred million down to eight or nine million. Like the the difference is very drastic over a forty year period of time. So the institution itself, or the agent, or the the the, uh, the both the advisor is the, the one. The advisor's taking his one and a half percent, but then the company is taking their getting their their kickbacks mm -hmm. from the mutual funds. Yeah. That's why they have like a 200K minimum to be in all ETFs. Interesting. At Fortress, we have a 5K minimum. So if you're going to start an account, you can automatically be in just ETFs, which means we're not making a single extra penny outside of what we tell you up front we're making. So I knew that I couldn't start that company up front and make money quick. It would take me four or five years to turn a profit. Mm. And uh, that's where we're at now with me and Jaron Monk and, and Mason yeah. now. Um, is that we are, are we're going to start turning a profit in the next year, uh, finally. And we've added in millions and millions of dollars in assets. But that just goes to show that we care more about the client because we've been very profitable in the accounts to the tune of around 14 to 15% per year average. Mm. So that's huge. Yeah. We should be profiting if we were a normal financial right. firm. But we're just not. We do not push, we don't push... IULs on people yeah. like I'll bet you there's people in this room that have IULs because somebody has told them it's a great investment it's the only place to put your money mm -hmm. guess what it's the worst of the investments and it's the biggest commission to the person that's supposed to be helping you if you just did a term life policy and a solo 401k you're gonna triple your money at least so it, it's crazy hmm. the difference between what we do and these other firms do Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, so that was the whole reason. I wanted something Warren Buffett told me from his books that's boring, that will make good money, become the best at it. And in doing so, I, I came to absolutely love taxation hmm. and finding the cool loopholes and things that we can do to save and get people money like the ERC. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's just awesome things that actually change people's lives. So that's that's kind of the reason and then what it's turned into why I continue to do it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so I guess maybe the last thing we talk about on our first podcast is uh, like the goal. What is it, you know, when you see like your, you know, somebody listening or watching this, what what is it that you want them to get from, I mean, obviously we're talking about our stories here and we'll have people come on and tell about their strategies and different yeah. things that they do. But like what... What is it that you, you know, in your mind, you, you cool. want somebody to come away with? So I'm hoping that people watch all the way to this point because this is where the excitement should come for you. Because my goal with my life and what I do every day, and same with everybody at COS, our goal is to make you as wealthy as possible. 
how so? In the next year, we have some of the coolest things coming out. Yeah, we will be adding new services that will continue to allow you to lower your taxes um, due. And everything we're going to have, we hired a tax attorney that's mm -hmm. going to be checking every last step of each process we do so that if people get audited, we go, here you go. And yeah, okay, it's up to you're code. fine. Yeah, everything's up to yeah. code and perfect. Um, all, the, all the while doing it for about a fifth of the cost of these other firms mm -hmm. that do that level of, of tax strategizing. Yeah. Also, I just started doing the coaching. So now I'm coaching with my clients. Um, I haven't even talked to that many people about it, but the first 20 to 30 that I've talked about, talked to about they're like it, we want monthly coaching. are automatic. They're doing monthly yeah. or bi-monthly or quarterly yeah. coaching. It's 50 bucks for a half hour. At some point, that's going to go up. But right now, that's super cheap for what I give you. I mean, it's yeah. you're going to put tens of thousands of dollars in your pocket, if not millions. And, and maybe in this, this, we can include a link somewhere to for someone to schedule a meeting yeah. with me or you, or they yeah. can have a, like a strategy meeting. Yep, yeah. yep. go below yeah. you know, for a link for that. And uh, But yeah, so we start with my simple steps to become somebody that wants to build their wealth by doing rental properties. Mm -hmm. And... And then we go to the next step, which is going to be doing cost segregation with accelerated depreciation totally. on large commercial properties, which we will hold for five to seven years, and then do 1031 like-kind exchange into a new property, creating massive increase in, in net worth, compounding net worth. Compounding year. interest. Exactly. Nailed it. So year over Again. year and at a rate that's absurd. So... Doing, we will in the next year have an offering for clients to be able to invest in a property that we will be renting out probably an entire floor. So we're almost guaranteeing profitability from the beginning. People will be able to put money into it. It's going to be a cost segregation building. So we'll break it all down, get you a huge loss on your tax return while also getting you cash flow monthly. Um, and maybe it's paid out quarterly, but cash flowing. And then also the huge appreciation that can happen with those properties as you take an empty building and then turn it into a full robust building um, with maxed out yeah. rents. You might make a $10 million building into a $20 million building in five to seven years. So the returns are just out of this world, especially when you think about the fact that you only put 20% down on that first property. Mm. So you're not just doubling your money, you're 5Xing your money over that time just on appreciation if you went from 10 to 20 million. And then you're gonna 3X your money on the tax savings. And then you're gonna 1X your money on the cash. I mean, we're talking come, become rich from doing a few of these. So it's amazing, it's exciting. Be excited, I hope you are, I am. Yeah. Um, this is gonna be fun. Uh, tune in. Yeah, I think, uh, I guess to end, like, I would say the same thing. I think there's um, a lot of things that, that you know, we, we're we learning new strategies all the time that we're Constant like, oh my gosh, researching. why don't more people know about this? And I think that's, for me, one thing that I, I want to make sure people know is that there is, there's tons of opportunities out there for you to either invest or save or um, and, and they're just not widely broadcast for some yeah. reason or another. 
you know, the, there's, the financial education throughout the country is terrible. Yeah. The, the, in, the insane amount of debt that even our country has is just, it's wild. So I think a lot more prudence and um, some... Uh, Coaching. Speak, and, yeah, yeah, just, I, I mean, um, financial literacy, I think, is really key. Yeah, that's the goal. Another yeah. goal is just People, getting teaching. I mean, we've had to try over and over again. We've started not just, you know, COS accounting, but we've started other little side hustles in businesses. And so we've seen, uh, it, you know... From the get-go, what what it takes to start all the way to find it, you know, to be a successful business. Yeah. Um, I guess I would say our our goal is to give a little more financial um, education or literacy to people who who, who don't know yeah. where to start. On top of right? the tax service, that's and, why it, it's a synergy thing. And understand that there are so many programs out there that they're designed as quick get-rich-quick schemes, and we've even you know looked into some of those, and it's. It ends up almost in every scenario a waste of your time and a waste of your money. The tried and true principles are the ones that exist in you know in many cases in the tax code, or they exist for people who um, who, who the wealthy understand taxes. Yep. They understand they financial. Pay a, they, they pay, they tax pay account. An, yep. an accountant or yep. an attorney yep. to be able to investigate those things for them, and then they implement them. And I yep. think that's what people are missing is that they don't they don't have that opportunity available. So absolutely. Yep. Okay. Awesome. So that was number one. Yep. All done. Thank you.